The Free for All Roundtable. Round one. On round one, Vass Bednar is here, Executive Director of the Master of Public Policy degree in Digital Society at McMaster. Matt Gurney is a journalist and co-founder of an online magazine called The Line. And Toronto City Councillor Shelley Carroll is here as well. Good morning to y'all. And Shelley Carroll, I don't think any of the people responsible answer directly to you, but I just wanted to ask you as a city councillor, are you confident that we're ready for this storm? I, I am confident. Uh, uh, the last storm, we were calling it Stormageddon, and then it turned out to just be slush. Yeah. We were more than ready. So it, it was kind of a rehearsal last week. I, I think we're going to be ready for this one. The question is whether or not people are able to follow the advice. You know, people are out doing Christmas errands, but if you can get them done and get off the road, that would be a really smart thing to do. Yeah, but there's just such an urgency this time of year, right? It's like, well, we've got to go see Grandma. So you look out the window and you think, it doesn't look good, but let's give it a try. And who knows what can happen. Anyway, we'll continue to follow it. And probably during our show tomorrow, we'll start to have a picture of what lies ahead on Friday. Um, President Zelensky of Ukraine spoke before the American Congress yesterday. Uh, I watched the speech from start to finish because I didn't want to miss a moment in history. And I think it lived up to that. In all states cities and communities, all those who value freedom and justice, who cherish it as strongly as we Ukrainians in all our cities, in each and every family. I hope my words of respect and gratitude resonate in each American heart. Let me start with Matt Gurney on this one. And the message was simple. Uh, we're going to win this. We deserve to win this. And you got to help us win this. Yeah, and I think we have to understand that this is aimed at a very particular audience in the United States. It's the remaining moderate Republicans. Um, with the transfer of power coming up in January, where the Republicans are going to take the House, the Democrats in in general seem to be fully in lockstep with President Biden on this one. They're they're all aboard giving Ukraine the uh, the help and the weapons it needs to fight and win. There is growing concern within the Republican Party of that, and it is not the entire Republican. Republican Party, the uh, the GOP seems split on this issue, but this is a comment, and I, I think uh, John, I watched the speech as well. It struck me as almost an entire speech that is intended to make it difficult for the Republicans to, you know, two, six, twelve months down the line to go. Well, yeah, you know what? We think we've done enough. So this next shipment of missiles or artillery rounds or whatever it happens to be, it's not going to happen. This is the speech Zelensky has given the Democrats and the moderate Republicans so that they can clip it and use it to keep the rest of the party in line. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with that point. And Vaz Bednar, it struck me while watching it, when you see this guy who has become an international hero speak, and when he brings that message to Americans, I think it's going to make it harder, if not embarrassing, to be an isolationist who says, oh, let Putin have what he wants. Absolutely. And the fact that he was able to come physically and that that was able to be orchestrated, very delicate, uh, the symbolism of exchanging flags and the patriotism and him bringing a flag that's being signed by frontline fighters, right, and receiving an American flag from that day. Um, you know, even though it's a, it's a digital era and he could have zoomed in, I think it reminds us that um that personal touch and a physicality to diplomacy is very powerful as well.
Yeah, and Shelley Carroll, without turning this into an exercise in calm arts, uh, it is remarkable that the personal touch makes it work. He could have delivered that address by video and not risked his life, but instead he came and he stood in the rostrum and he delivered it in person. Yeah, and, and that's what made you turn in, and I and I dare say uh, many Americans, and that's and, and that's really the thing here to make sure that that Americans uh, know that for for a change, uh, their their efforts in a war are are, are being successful because Americans really like that, and they've had some times where they they really wondered as a population why are we in this effort, why is our money going there. So to have him come and say, because you are making me successful, is really going to bring the interest back to this effort and, and, and Americans' emotions. And, and that's what will make it hard for the Republicans. What Matt described, it's really, you know, the public response to this speech that I think will drive that and maybe make Kevin McCarthy think twice about saying, we're done spending money over there. Let's move on to the children's activity book about medical assistance in dying. And Vas Bednar, this is a gift to people who tend toward raging on radio shows. But actually, at its core, it sort of makes sense. I know. I'm like, are, do you think I rage out? No. No. It does make sense. Look, <laughs> it's like taking it personally. No. It, you know, it does make sense. At, at face value, it might it might be startling, but I think it's an intriguing kind of support document created by a professor from McMaster University, where I will flag I also work, um, but to support young people who may know somebody who's going through this process or maybe hearing about it so that they can, it can kind of be abstracted a little bit and they can be empowered with more information. I would rather young people be able to consume a resource like this from the library or be referred to someone at school, et cetera, um, than pure surfing on the internet, which we know, of course, young people do and are, and are free to do to find information. Um, but absolutely a gift for people who are, you know, everyone appropriately concerned about the the future of this policy and its and its dynamics and i'm, I'm curious to read it in full i'm actually gonna seek it out yeah, yeah shelly carroll go ahead because I, I have to say i'm yeah. so, somewhat squishy on the book i get its uh its utility but at the same time we're roughly the same age i think and when people died in my family nobody talked about anything no, but this is this is for for a hard to understand uh, uh, death, and it's it's for hospice care. The hospice approach is about taking care of not just the patient but the whole family. And we had this same sort of controversy uh, in in uh, uh, AIDS hospice care, uh, you know, twenty years ago when we were realizing we needed materials, and you do need these materials. And a huge outrage came out of the fact that a a booklet not unlike this one was was uh, designed for children. They need to understand how did your dad contract AIDS and and that was about making sure that a child understood no matter what sort of influences or boneheaded relatives might be talking to them here's a piece of material that explains to you why you don't you can be with your dad and you don't have to worry about becoming ill yourself and so there was there was this little visual book uh, uh, design showing a child with their family and 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 really being with and caring for that parent and everybody went nuts about it but it was only designed for use in that hospice and I understand that's the the situation here as well 
Okay, listen, I've got a whole list of topics. You guys have seen them all and prepared for them all, so I want to keep moving here. And Matt Gurney, uh, we don't have to spend a lot of time on this one, but Brendan Miller, the lawyer for the Freedom Convoy, now being sued for a combination of things, and it's going to be $2 million. And essentially, he has insisted this conspiracy theory about a um, Toronto-based firm being hired by the federal liberals in order to have people carry flags that embarrass the convoy protesters. I don't know. You know, he could have suggested that scenario without actually naming anybody and nobody would have ever, ever sued. Yeah, no, it's funny. I, John, you're, you're really ripping the words right out of my mouth here because that is exactly what I thought here. For his purpose, he had to get up there and try to discredit some of the moments that made the convoy look the worst. Uh, and there were so many easy ways to do this with intimation, hinting, rumors, innuendo. Instead, he went out and not only named an individual, but he named an individual with an entire communications firm behind him. That has got to be about the stupidest possible way to have made this point. The problem is later events at the uh, POEC, the Public Order Emergency Commission, suggested to me that he wasn't doing it recklessly. He was doing it because he very, very sincerely believed it. You might remember a couple of days after this, he ended up shouting at a man in the lobby of the POEC, uh, if I remember the details correctly, saying, hey, why don't you admit that it was you? And it turns out it wasn't even the guy he had apparently wrongly accused. It was an entirely different person altogether. So I don't honestly know what's going on there. Uh, I do know, though, I've seen this up close once or twice in the past, that once lawyers really get involved, even if you are a lawyer, apologies and retractions are sometimes soon to come. Okay, and Vaz, the similarities to the case in the United States where they've accused a voting machine company of having rigged the 2020 election. And again, no proof, just say something stupid, identify the culprit, and then they sue. Look, sounds like we might need a a children's workbook for how to best advance your conspiracy theory without getting nailed in the courts, right? We're seeing this translation from uh, mis- and disinformation that can spread online and be pseudo-legitimized and, you know, beef up people's profiles and, and, you know, go viral for the day. And then, you know, that there's actual accountabilities associated with this. So, I'm in favor of our, our courts and the law and these systems better aligning with, you know, what occurs online. And it will be fascinating to watch what happens here, here in Canada. Uh, you guys are all communicators, so I'm curious about your thoughts on Stanford University's Elimination of Harmful Language Initiative website. Shelley Carroll, this strikes me because they, they say words like grandfather, prisoner, immigrant, blackballed, straight, survivor, manpower, seminal, abort. All of those things should be off the table. And it strikes me that they just went through the dictionary and said, ooh, this has a double meaning, or ooh, this might, I mean, this is, this, no, if anybody actually tries to adhere to this, they'll never speak again. Yeah, I, the the article that that we're looking at uh, really just names the words, but I'm wondering if there's context set here. There seems to be a, a an internet firestorm about this list because one of the words is American, <laughs> and, and you know that seems ridiculous, unless of course it's put in the context of how are you using the word American. Uh, because, you know, as we know, in alt-right communication, that's sometimes code for a white person. Um, and, and, you know, if it sets the context of how you use these words, fine. If it's just a list and, and you know, you, you can't use that anymore, uh, uh, you just don't use the word American at all, um, or you can't use the word brave because it incites violence, uh, you know, 
set a context for this or or just name it that that you've seen these words misused in alt-right types of uh, uh, IT sites but uh, we we don't know that from from uh, the reaction article we're reading here I would love to see the the actual origin list from Stanford but it seems like they've they've really gone a step too far uh, on a number of the words on the list thanks to, to you all uh, Matt Gurney Shelley Carroll and Vas Bednar Catch the roundtable, round one at 745, round two at 845. Weekday mornings on More in the Morning. News Talk 1010 Toronto.